0: Oh, it's been a thin slice of heaven. It has <laughs> been. You <laughs> created a small it. piece of glory. It's been a th-
1: <laughs> small <laughs> Honestly, what is the deal with Christians these days? That's what we're here trying to figure out. It all starts with authenticity. Ew, buzzword. Gross, I know. But on this podcast, you'll find two brutally honest Christians talking about real world problems. And it all starts with something very private and personal. The Christian's Prayer Journal. That's right, we're steering through past journal entries we've written that address real Christian issues and applying the gospel to every difficult situation. Expect us to see different perspectives, different insights, and why they might be relevant to your life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Honestly podcast. This is episode number two, I am super excited to be with you guys, I am joined again by my continued guest, AJ, what up, what up, what up, Um, yeah guys, so we're super excited to dive into episode number two, last episode, we took a look at one of AJ's general entries that he had written um a number of weeks months years ago I don't really know he didn't tell me cuz we're not close like that classified um very much so uh today on the podcast we're going to be exploring one of my journal entries which is a bit terrifying but it's fine um get grilled son get grilled so it's pretty open it's pretty honest and We hope that it is encouragement to you guys to see into our lives a little bit what we're struggling with, what we're wrestling through, and how the gospel can apply to it as well as to your lives as well. And then again, just a reminder as this is episode number two, Honestly is just basically a podcast where we try to have super open, honest communication about the Christian life through the means of going through past journal entries that we've written we just feel journaling is a good way to process our emotions feelings thoughts with the Lord it's just another form of prayer pretty simple Um, so with that being said we'll kind of jump right in and I'm going to be reading from my journal section by section and we'll kind of dive into talking about it cool sound good what do you think AJ any thoughts um
0: yeah, if you haven't checked out the the first episode, i definitely suggest checking it out. Just get a little bit more context about yes. uh, what we're doing here because if you just kind of check in this episode, it might be kind of weird, like what are you doing, reading journal entries or whatever. Absolutely. But, um, a little weird. Check out, check out episode one if you want a little bit more context. And there's also an intro video as well on, uh, on YouTube or something like oh, that Yeah. if you want to kind of get more familiar with it. So,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Also, Thanks for uh, that.
0: discuss the mug situation. What are we, what oh, are we doing? Oh, of course.
1: For sure. Um, I've got your very typical Christian mug with the Bible verse on it. Is the Bible verse on that? side? Yep, it is it on the side. This is Psalm 1. Psalm um, 1 you 1, can't 2, get much
0: more biblical than that, you know? You really can't, no. And uh, what do we have here? This is some kind of... Oh, this is Frosty the Snowman, I believe. He is the one yep. with uh, the carrot nose and all the other things. I did. Christmas we, is a mindset. Um, it is. I think I kind of mentioned that last one. So
1: we 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 swapped uh, mugs last time. I had the the Christmas one, you know, but this now you're you're bringing it because I wanted it. I really did.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, it's fine. I'm jealous, but it's okay. Um, so we're gonna dive in um, to my prayer journal and discuss. it You ready? Let's go. I
0: am very excited. You've given me a lot of power, and I will try not to (laughs) abuse it. Okay. (laughs) He really does. That's. I am the captain now.
1: (laughs) That's such a good way of uh, of putting that.
0: I'm basically the host right now, so I can do whatever I want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. All right. Let's dive in. Here is the first section of the drawing tree. Spirit, I pray. Come help me. Help me to process. I pray to you. I pray to the very, very present and real living God. What is going on down there in the mess of a heart that I have? I'm tired of these idols. I'm so tired. I'm tired of replacing you with a million other things. I'm exhausted. Can't I see how exhausted this chase makes me? Show me how to kill those idols. Because they're deep-rooted. Approval, comfort, control. Basically all of them of pursuing vain pleasures. I get what you said there, Lord. It makes sense, King Jesus. My yoke is easy, and my burden is life. And, sort of speaking on behalf of Jesus here, stop chasing. Can't you see where it's getting you? Mm. So, diving in there, that's pretty raw, pretty real. You know? <laughs> pretty honest. <laughs> pretty honest, yeah. Pretty honestly, yeah. yeah. I tried to uh, have a pun there, and I failed. Uh, just don't worry about recklessly. it.
0: Recklessly. Move on, try again next time. Yeah, we'll just try to Lose a clock
1: point. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um What are your initial thoughts to that, AJ? What, what do you see in there? Well,
0: I kind of want you to just help me make sense of this. and Because this, this is something I've kind of struggled with a little bit in the past. Yeah. Um, In that passage where Jesus says, um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hmm. And... It's hard because, frankly, sometimes it doesn't feel that. Actually, a lot of times it doesn't feel like that. You know, the Christian walk is not easy or light. What are you
1: talking about, Jesus? Like, help me make sense of that, I guess. No, that's super good. Well, it's good that he put me on the spot there because um, I haven't read that passage in a while. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have the context of that. But I guess speaking more broadly in regard to the Christian life, um, the... I think that should be paired as well. Just having a holistic under, understanding of scripture, when Jesus says this, it isn't to mean that it's always going to feel that way, you know? Because yeah. we enter a lot of the new the the other uh New Testament authors and life as a Christian is brutal, you know? Yeah. There's people dying for their faith, Paul talks about trials and tribulations and just the agonies that he experiences. But he, but even Paul sh- shares that same uh, tension, right? He sa- He says. Um, h- how does he put it? Uh, something. It's something, but always rejoicing. What am I talking about? He's missing. I don't it. know. <laughs> but it's basically the idea that Paul is—he's troubled always, yeah. But he always has this confident hope in right. Jesus. Um, y- you know, to live as Christ, to die as. There's always kind of this element for Paul specifically of. You know, life is crazy, difficult, but like I have this joy. That's the thing. So I think for me, when I think about Jesus saying this, there's that element that should be included. Um, I also think just when we consider the gospel, the gospel solves our greatest problem, right? Right. That is ultimate rest. um, To have our sins forgiven. Um, I, I mean, my salvation story is. Every everyone's salvation story is unique. So I won't use mine necessarily as an example, but I've heard many people talking about when they got saved when they got saved when they became Christian, however you want to put that, their experience of that was so freeing and it's like yeah. This weight has been taken off my shoulders because I'm seeing for the first time what it looks like to be right with God. Yeah. So Nate, does that give you some more context and kind of put it into perspective? Yeah, yeah for okay.
0: sure, and I feel like it does have to come back to the gospel truth that you know d- he's not maybe he's not saying that life is easy, and obviously like I think this journal entry might be kind of evidence of that. Like it's not always easy; it doesn't always feel easy. But the gospel truth is that our biggest problem, you know, being dead in sin, and now we're alive to God. We don't have this burden of having to keep earning God's approval, yeah. it's like that. And that yeah. kind of refers back to maybe our first episode, but uh, when when he says that it's it's almost like he's saying this burden is easy because i am taking the weight of your sin or i will take the weight of your sin on myself so that's yeah really that's a thing to remember
1: that's super good and just to mention the chase that every human being experiences before knowing jesus is they're always trying to find fulfillment satisfaction and joy in something that's right. exhausting yeah. that's tiring yeah, that that never ends, um, and we'll even get into some of that if, even as a Christian, where I'm doing some of that, you know. Um, but um, yeah, and I think it's kind of funny as well because we'll probably see a little bit more of that identity piece even in this this journal right. as well. But um, no, great questions. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, yeah. Did you have any other questions or thoughts when you're looking at that? No, let's move on. Cool. Um, well, he said let's move on, but I'm gonna be really obnoxious and stay here because I have some notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You, you get? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, those of you on the the video uh, stream will have seen AJ's face there of disgust. <laughs> disgust is not accurate. <laughs> it's just really confusion. <laughs> this is
0: just a, a constant state of
1: confusion with this man. <laughs> That's exactly right, uh, love it just um get find. yeah, so just a couple quick notes we we're going through the first part there I say, um there's well kind of at the beginning, sometimes I start my prayers out this way i- ha- I have this statement, this uh, remark here, I say, I pray to the very real, very present, living God, and so for me, it can be necessary sometimes to remind myself of the very real interaction going on there between god and man because prayer for me becomes very routine and very regular we have verses in the new testament like pray without ceasing or pray continually so it's this idea of having an ongoing conversation with god but when that happens um i can often just get thrown into the normalcy of it all does that resonate with you at all aj
0: yeah and honestly this kind of section brings to mind the teaching where Jesus says what good does it do for a man to to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul because you're kind of speaking to just a constant chasing after x y z whatever it is and let's say hypothetically you get it you earn whatever it is that you're chasing after yet what's the what's the cost you know you've lost the very thing that you know gives your life true meaning you know
1: yeah that's good and even the the soul element there um y- we can engage with god in so many different ways of y- maybe it's it's the mind that we do these christian practices but if i'm praying to him and i'm not y- you know like the psalmist talks about like searching himself um deeply you know um, how does he put it? like know my inner thoughts god like yep. it has to be uh deep and heartfelt and real um that's good. Um, so the other thing that I mentioned here, which again, very honest with my own Christian experience. I'm talking about idols. Like what are idols? Can you help us understand that maybe a little bit, AJ? Yeah. What do you
0: yeah? For sure. Um I don't just kinda of the way that I conceptualize idols are just things that we put um in God's place in our lives. You know, obviously it's kind of basic, you know sunday school 101 but it's so true and we tend to conceptual we tend to think of idols as um really big things but the truth is a lot of times what at least for me what i make idols are things that aren't necessarily tangible but just ideas or pursuits or values that i have that i put ahead of god like comfort or approval or things like that
1: yeah that's that's super good and to to maybe form the picture a little bit bigger here where we even get this idea of an idol is from like the Old Testament with the Israelites and an idol another word for that would be a false god and um, in the Old Testament the Israelites at different times construct these false gods these idols and um, that w- the way that translates to our Christian life today is obviously we don't see anyone erecting these statues uh, that maybe we're not worshiping. Here, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe not here. That's a good, good caveat. Um, but uh, the 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 heart of the matter is the same. For the Israelites in the Old Testament, when they were worshiping these false gods, it was it, they were looking to these false gods to deliver for them. Um, that was the nature of the day, right? You know. Yep. Whereas, in our twenty-first century, things look a little bit different. But we still look to different things yep. to fu- to fulfill us and to provide for us what we think we're searching after. I, I don't know. Does that resonate? It makes sense for you. Totally.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's it's harder, I think, maybe for us in this day because I don't have like a physical you know manifestation of that so it takes a lot more search than you know, a prayerful searching of my heart to be able to see those things in my life so that's kind of the process that I'm seeing here in your in your little journal entry is um, identifying those things in your heart because the idols seem to originate more from our you know our thought patterns um, and things like that more so than some kind of external Thing, or at least in your case, um, that would be the case. Yeah, yeah
1: that's that's good. And, and the truth is we're always actually in this process of trusting in something, yeah. of, of putting our faith, our trust. It, it's not like we ever, like, stop worshiping. We're always worshiping something or someone. The truth is, is it God or is it one of these other things? Yeah. And just to recognize that as an ongoing process is really helpful to see, like, man that is the nature of the christian life we're like wait am i off track i need yeah. to reset i need to refocus i need to get my eyes on jesus and i like you know we we talked about i mentioned a few of them in here some of these core idols mm-hmm. um famous pastor and theologian author tim keller actually helps categorize so some good. of these yeah core, the beast core idols so the beast the myth the legend how does that go um uh, where he he helps us to see that a lot of the external sins that we end up partaking in actually result from this internal heart worship that we can tend to do some, sometimes. So I, I mentioned a few of those there like comfort, control, approval power is the other one I think. Approval is something that I struggle with a lot. I think many people do. But um, like just take, for instance, why is the fact that you say maybe a little white lie at work or to your friend, where does that result from? Results, a lot of times, from an idol of approval. I'm not going to yeah. go into... You don't want people to think badly of you for right. something. Yeah. I'm not going to go into too much of, like, seeing how that works out. But, like, just to help frame us in that kind of category. Yeah. reality is, It's helpful. Um, last note on this. I have uh, a phrase in there where I say... I'm tired of these idols. I'm so tired. I'm tired of replacing you with a million other things. I'm exhausted. And what I think is so helpful to point out about that is chasing after idols actually makes you exhausted. Well, well, why is that? Because the thing that you think is going to come true for you, like whatever you're, you're worshiping, that you want maybe it's success or fame right like i i think i can tend to struggle with this too being someone who you know loves progress and and, and dreams big and wants to make an impact where i'm putting my faith and trust in a future rather than the, the contentment i can experience in jesus and so it's so helpful to remember we have to remember that the only god that ever comes through is the one true god none of these false idols false gods that we're trying to put our trust in they never come through they always exhaust us and tire us and don't deliver at the end of the day they might for a little bit but they're not going to be ultimate do you have any thoughts? Yeah,
0: it's interesting how you mentioned how especially in your case you're always kind of looking uh, looking to the future when it comes to this you know progress success kind of uh, paradigm and I definitely definitely resonates with me a lot of times idols in my life Kind of force me to look, you know, in the past or in the future, and I often don't really find myself very present. I guess, um, in what I should be doing now or what God might be trying to teach me in the now, or leading into His presence in the now. You know, in the present, that's really cool. And it's kind of almost ironic how you talked about how you're tired of all these idols, but at the same time, like they're still there. You know, to a certain extent. A lot of time mm. you know, the same thing for me. It's kind of a process of. Getting those out of my life, but like I don't want them, but I do want them, and that might kind of refer to that constant tension, struggle in our lives here, you know, in this, in this, in this earth,
1: you know. Wow, that's that's a really great remark and thought, and it is very ironic, and and that's the struggle of the Christian life, if you will. It's a matter of belief and trust, like, and that's what happens when we idolize. We're we're not trusting god anymore we're thinking that something else is gonna come through for us when it never does um and yeah anyway very well said yeah so we'll move on before using the entire podcast on the first section um
0: we could it's up to you
1: (laughs) to the next uh section yes um (laughs) So, this, this next section, kind of interestingly, I talk a lot about the struggles that I was experiencing in the first section. I didn't get super detailed there, but you might have some of, somewhat of an idea of some of the things I was struggling with, where in the second section, I kind of come to grips of like, what is the answer to this? Oh, yeah, it's Jesus, and so I'll read that for us. This is precious true. Life is found in Christ. I can just be. I want to live there for a little while. Everything has been secured for me. It's the human condition. To work, to do, to find, to chase. It's out there somewhere. I need to attain it. No. Jesus gives it. I've been given the gift. The precious gift of relationship with my God and King. Sinner, undeserved, unrighteous, ridiculously falling short. It's hilarious, outrageous, insane, nonsensical. How much I don't deserve the gift. Yet, this is the gospel of of grace. Christ died for the ungodly, the unrighteous. He was perfect, holier than we can comprehend. And he gave us Jesus. He said, you're mine. I want you. I want you in all of your mess. I'm adopting you. I'm bringing you into the family. What you're after, it's me. It's in me. Then I say, spirit, remind me again of this ridiculously precious gift. It's the only way I'll ever change. Wow. So that's, that's pretty intense and some straight gospel there. What are your initial thoughts, AJ? Do you have any clarifying questions for me?
0: Yeah, I love the I love the back and forth. You know, it's really mm-hmm. almost kind of poetic. You should, like, uh, do some spoken word stuff. Oh, it yeah. sounds pretty good, yeah. Do I do any of that? Mm-hmm. You, uh, yeah gospel unbound like Shameless comment, subscribe yep um, but yeah no it's it's really good and I like kind of the kind of the way you end it is taking the perspective of Jesus recognizing that he seeks you out mm-hmm. he seeks you not for just for who you are you yeah. know just for you because I know it's kind of encouraging because in my mindset many times I think that jesus wants me maybe not for me but for what i can do for him you know pretty utilitarian kind of a mindset but maybe that's not really the point you know god adopted me god adopted me into his family because of what jesus did um because he loves me you know he made me
1: yeah that's super good that's super humbling too you know because i think we can like you were saying get this mindset about us like well god brought me into his family you know, so that I can go and do something amazing for him and like what it's like the truth is like he could accomplish it without you, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's um that's really good, really reorienting for us. So I wanna spend a little bit of time on one of the phrases that I have there in the section where I say this it's the human condition to work, to do, to find, to chase. It's out there somewhere. I need to attain it. Do you have any initial thoughts to that when I say that? What comes to mind? And if not, that's cool too.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, that's kind of an idea that I'd be interested. I will ca- kind of understand like, more of what you <laughs> mean by that. Like it's out there. So obviously, you know, as humans, we're pursuing things. We're always pursuing something, uh, whether it's God or whatever else we have happiness what the case is. So, maybe kind of flesh that a little bit more. What what did you mean by that when you were when you were writing that?
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. I I really should do that. Um So, I I think just what was coming to mind when I was writing that is like really interestingly many things in our lives operate on the basis of merit, you know? Like think about getting a job. Like how do you get a job? Well, you have to have a resume. You have to impress your interviewer um it's all merit-based um maybe you can think about relationship with a girl that you want to impress like you want to woo her um a lot of times when you think about relationships as well as um the concept of money even based on merit status you know success that that's what it means to have a lot of money you're successful at a certain point it's not to like take care of yourself it's just it's uh showing something off to the world yeah um anyway so that i think is what i was kind of getting at when i talk about the principle of it's out there it's the chase it's living life in regard to kind of this meritorious status okay um whereas we think about the gospel it's a gift that god gives us of his grace and um, I think it's Ephesians 2 8 and 9 that come to mind you know by grace you've been saved through faith not of your own doing it is the gift of God um, you know so that just strikes me really interestingly and, and, but to kind of touch on this a little bit more so it's really hard for me to settle into that kind of rest Yeah. you know uh, and you mentioned that I don't know uh, I think in this podcast as well of just like how can i just stay there you know to be okay with where i'm at right now and rest into that that's so freeing you know yeah it's
0: hard though for sure and kind of taking what you said earlier in a slightly different direction sure you're talking about it's out there it also makes me think that maybe as humans we're hardwired for finding our meaning in something outside of ourselves if that makes sense wow um, and it's kind of a, almost a countercultural idea because we talk a lot about kind of finding our own meaning and kind of creating that for ourselves. And that's a very, you know, cultural idea, especially maybe here. But the fact is, maybe the gospel says that our meaning comes from something outside of ourselves, and in particular in Christ.
1: But Absolutely. I think that's a really good um, remark and observation because, kind of going back to my original point, a lot of this language probably comes from C.S. Lewis, but it's just the idea that we're, we think that we have self-autonomy or like that we're in control in right. a sense. Yeah. But like the truth is, we're always worshiping, giving our allegiance to something else. And so to think that we ever, uh, don't get our idea like that we ever really truly get our identity in like ourselves i think is a myth because we're always placing our identity in something else why is that well we were created to worship we were created that way um so it's it's kind of ironic i think when we think about the christian life that people often think of freedom as like i'm free to do what i want Yeah. Like, i'm Nobody's ever free <laughs> in the sen- like we're controlled by our desires. Think about it, whatever yeah. we and so the freedom in Christ is actually an allegiance to Jesus in in the book of Romans. They would even go to a bit uh, harsher language I suppose of like enslavement to God. it's not like it's supposed to be a negative thing it's literally like service to him in some sense we're always slaves to something, yeah, like worshiping something for sure instead it's it's God so I love how you bring up that point
0: um, it's almost an uh, it's o- it's an almost offensive idea I think for in our current setting you know it's definitely a pretty big
1: paradigm shift to yeah. think that way yeah and I, I hope that's understood well is that like yeah I- enslavement to God is is not um, in some sort of negative degrading yeah. type of thing it's it's far different than that but it is offensive of course I'm not like to say to a person like you're always worshipping something <laughs> you know, like you're not really in control of your life uh of course it's is a bit offensive but i think it's true yeah. i think it's 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 money it's status these are of course just the popular ones uh it's it's our sexuality man that's a big one right now uh, like who i am is defined by what i feel sexually whether it's attraction to the same sex or whether that's um Feeling like I'm a different uh, sex or gender, and um, so there's a million and one things that we could be worshiping, I suppose. Yeah, um, no doubt. So, wow, that was a great rabbit trail that we went on, wasn't it? You are welcome to <laughs> 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 to maybe uh, everything I say is gonna be tangential. I'm sorry. It's great, man. The last remark I'd have about this phrase that I'm uh, I mentioned here is. When this happens, I think, when we can settle into this kind of rest, this gospel resp, rest, rest, (laughs) resp, I can say words, Um, what happens is that we can actually give this type of carefree joy to the world, like a witness to the world of this type of carefree jubilation and joy. And then I would argue that none of the world knows a joy or a carefreeness than the Christian does. But do you have any thoughts about that? I think that's really important to you. You know, the, of course, the Christian life is not just self-focused. It infects it communities, and um, we are obviously called in Scripture to give a, w- a witness to others.
0: Yeah, and maybe it comes back to what you're talking about uh, when Jesus says that his yoke is easy and the burden is light because, you know, we are free. We're alive in Christ, you know. Um and That changes everything. I know it's really—it's really simple answer, but it's—it changes everything.
1: It, yeah, and and that's a, an ideal thing, obviously. Yeah. As we mentioned before, like we're still in this wrestling match. We're not always going to experience this carefree joy that we should be, but when we are experiencing that in Christ, it's a really powerful witness. Yeah. To the world. All right. One more mention, I guess, about this, which is. Pretty intense again. um, I'm just an intense person, but it's fine. Um, I talk about this idea, I'll read it again. Sinner, undeserved, unrighteous, ridiculously falling short. I'm using lots of adjectives here. It's hilarious, outrageous, insane, nonsensical. How much I don't deserve the gift. Yet, this is the gospel of grace. And Kind of what I picked up here, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this, is I start out, which kind of some demeaning language almost, a little bit, right? Like sinner, unrighteous, undeserved, falling short, according to Romans. Um, why, Why I'm mentioning that is I think we too quickly move from kind of this arbitrary brokenness in the church at large that we might feel or experience to God's amazing love, His saving grace. Of course, these are wonderful things. But what I kind of want to bring attention to is I don't think we can understand Jesus' love very well without contrast to the real brokenness of our own lives. And so I don't think the church at large has done a great job of emphasizing why the cross was so necessary. Because plainly it's offensive to say you're a sinner you're messed up but to understand the gospel well we have to go there we have to understand
0: yeah for sure it's sometimes i feel like what i hear or the language i guess is that jesus came and died maybe not for our sin because we're dead but because we have low self-esteem or something like that Mm, like he came to save us from um I don't know, some wrong view of ourselves to help us to feel better about ourselves. And that's not an accurate picture of the gospel. Um, Jesus did not come to save us from our low self-esteem, but from our, you know, sin. And the sin what that created in us was death. And not wow. physical death, obviously, but in a much more significant kind of eternal way because we're not in right, right relationship mm. with God um, because of this kind of state of brokenness that, that, that came. So... Yeah. Once, I can definitely see that kind of concern there for how we. It's important to be able to emphasize to people, and it's an important aspect of coming to know Jesus. Just from the get go, is to understand why we need Jesus. You know, we won't mm-hmm. accept Jesus if we don't think we need him, right? To bring us to life. Yeah. Right. So we have to have that understanding that without Jesus. I am incomplete, not just incomplete but also dead in sin. Yeah. And need to be brought to life.
1: Yeah, that is that is really good. Really well said, AJ. Helpful for us to construct an accurate version of the gospel, which is the gospel that changes people. So I love that. So diving into our next section, it reads Can I just be reminded of the journey of the Christian life? This is encouraging. Confession, repentance, repeat. God, you are with me. You love me. Undeserved. In my failure, you are working. The Spirit is present and changing me. All I have to do is reflect for a few moments. So, like, what comes to mind when you hear me reading that, AJ? Maybe uh, singling in on the idea of confession, repentance, repeat.
0: Yeah, because it looks like what you're describing there is kind of like a cycle, and it's pretty common. And I've I've experienced kind of the same thing where, you know, there's sin and I confess it, and obviously we don't want to do it again. We try not to, and then we kind of go back to that. You know, kind of go back to the, the same thing. And it's hard. It's hard to understand and to really, grapple with because on one hand I want to be able to not, sin. And that's the goal, and that's the work that God's Spirit is doing in me. But at the same time, repentance almost has like two kinds of senses, because it means turning around, turning away from something. And to a certain extent, you know, we don't need to we don't need to ask for forgiveness every time we sin, because we know that our sin is paid for and covered um, by Christ. But at the same time, it's very important for us to be able to recognize sinful patterns in our lives, because they're still. Even though we are new creations, there's still kind of the old us that kind of rears its head. Yeah. Like a like a headless snake. You know, it's still kind of there. Kind of (laughs) nasty. I'm sorry. Oh, that's such a good. But
1: like the head, it yeah. Yeah. Like it's crushed, but you're, when it's moving around still for a little bit longer. You know. Yeah. I like that. It kind of
0: gruesome. So there's still is uh, yeah, it's a little gruesome, but still there's this very real presence of sin in our lives that kind of creates this cycle. But we don't want that cycle to happen. You know, we want God's spirit to be able to um maybe make it so that there's going to be less and less of the need to repent or, and con- and confess sin because we want to put that to death in our lives. Yeah. More and more. So, you know, it's it's a hard uh it's a hard
1: balance, I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's really well formulated and helpful. And I just appreciate your honesty in 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 the conclusion that you've come to, because you can either say one of two things, right? It's like either, you know, I still sin, so am I not not a Christian? I I think I believed in Jesus and trusted in Him. Or you're not actually seeing sin for what it is and and the depths of it. And Well, I, you know, like a Pharisee, right? I follow the Ten Commandments. I'm doing the things that it says, so I'm good. Would sin is you know oftentimes much bigger and deeper than that and um yeah i just love kind of the, some of the language that you coded that with um in some helpful theological terms that um certain people have used that helped me get my brain around this which i think is like the most holistic view of scripture instead of maybe taking things um where um uh, harsh things that Jesus says like if if you're doing this you will not, you know, take part in the kingdom of God or you know you know, where that's gotta be taken into consideration of other passages of scripture that we read. But some of these these concepts or terms go something like, you know, we're we're in the already, not yet. So so kinda what's going on there is like we're in the middle ground where like the new kingdom is breaking in perfection, right? Where we're not gonna sin anymore. Part of that is happening to us we're also the not yet we still have the flesh that we struggle with we still have these bodies of the i like how you talk about the old creation that kind of rears its head that it's not who we are anymore we have a new identity in christ but sin is still present in this world and affecting us another term i've heard that's that's really good is um kind of poetic i suppose uh, from an album cover from King's Kaleidoscope. Uh, love those guys. Um, which says, becoming who we are. Mm. Like, that's a really profound, I think, because yeah. like Jesus, this is our identity. Positionally, we are righteous and holy with him because of Jesus. Uh, but practically, often we still struggle with sin. And it's this idea of we're continuing to become the person that Jesus already sees us as. Yeah. love that so um yeah that's that's the idea of confession repentance repeat we continue to do this throughout our lives unfortunately we will continue to sin until glory that is not to say however again such a careful line to walk that we should ever be content in our sinning um so hopefully that's that's clear for our listeners but um One more note I just wanted to mention. Some theologians have actually said this. Really interested to get your take on this. Where they'll actually say, the more we grow throughout the Christian life, the more things will... Let me try that again. The more we grow throughout the Christian life, the more things we'll realize we need to repent of. What do you think about that? So it's like actually the idea that sin... Is a really big problem and really deep-rooted, and we're we're far like Tim Keller says this as well. Um, we're far more sinful than we ever dare admit, yeah. But far more loved than we could ever imagine, yeah. And so part of the sanctification, of the Christian life, is actually seeing our sin more clearly in light of God. That's what's going to help us turn the boat more and more. Like oh, I didn't see that sin there. I want to correct. Yeah, and I want to love them.
0: Definitely, no, I, I would. I would agree with that, um, because as we grow and mature, that means that we are more able to recognize those patterns or areas in our lives that need to be changed. Honestly, so that that makes some, that makes a lot of sense. I Me, mean, initially it kind of jars you because you think as you mature, then you have less to deal with, less to um, less to fix in your life, or whatever the case may be but actually you just learn more about yourself, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Well said. So we'll jump into the last section here as we're uh, coming to, to a close, but so it reads. Uh, this, this is actually getting more personal, and I'll, I'll provide some context hopefully after I read. Ask, I'm asking myself this question. What am I worried about? Specifically, experiencing worry. Gospel Unbound. Don't worry, I'll explain that in a second. I'm afraid to be embarrassed. I'm afraid of what people will think of me if no one cares, if there's nothing to show for. It makes me feel anxious and insignificant. Yet, gospel truth. I will fight for this truth in my heart, refreshing every time like a wave of peace that crashes over me. Rather, what I get to do instead be so filled with joy and awe at the wonder of the cross that I get to create content about it and seek to distribute it the best I know how. This is the way. This is real and lasting joy. I want real and lasting joy. Give me gospel hope. I want more of it. The truth test is when it doesn't work out. That's the real test. So, a little bit sporadic there. Some of my thoughts come to the the end there. But, Basically, what I'm talking about is Gospel Unbound. Probably if you're listening to this podcast, you know what that is. But, Gospel Unbound is a video ministry resource that I've started as of recent that um, is challenging for me um, in some different ways. Uh, One of those ways is just with the many other responsibilities with my life. I want to give more time and energy to it. But, I've been unable because I need to, you know, work my job and many other things. So that's what Gospel Unbound is. And, and I'm just sharing honestly with the Lord, like, I'm worried about this. Like, um, I'm fighting uh, this personal battle kind of internally. Um, so hopefully that gives some good context to the section there. What, how does that strike you, AJ, when I'm talking about that?
0: Yeah, it's almost like you're, you're speaking my language here because a lot of what you mm-hmm. talk about is... That kind of feeling of anxiety and insignificance, and wondering what other people think or what other people are gonna think, and yeah. so that's something that I've struggled with in the past because I care a lot about what people think, yeah. and it's hard to keep my mind on the fact that when or maybe it's the same for you when I'm doing things to honor God, like I'm I'm performing for an audience of one, um, and that's what really matters, mm. and what people think doesn't really matter quite as much. So, but that's really um, cool that you're just really honest about those feelings because I think a lot of people um, would never want, especially if you care about what other people think about you. You don't want people to think that you're insecure, that you have these insecurities and all that, because then you think, well, they'll think badly of me. So it's almost kind
1: of a mm. uh, pretty nasty cycle there. Yeah, no, those are some some good thoughts. I, I kind of wanted to hone into. Okay, so why am I afraid? Why am I worried? Right? I think that can be really illuminating of what's going on in my heart. Yep. So, from that phrase there, I'm afraid to be embarrassed. I'm afraid of what people will think of me if no one cares. There's nothing to show for It makes me feel anxious and insignificant. So, I just wrote down some notes. Like, what is the problem there? And, again, Keller helped me maybe formulate, like, this is an approval thing, an approval issue, where I'm, I'm believing the lie that what gives me life and peace is my status, like what other people think of me, and it's, it's actually rooted in pride, because if I'm afraid and worried about what they think of me, I'm considering that more important, my self-image, than what Jesus thinks of me, his stamp of approval that he's already given. Do you have any thoughts about that?
0: Yeah. No, that was actually kind of where my thought process was, is when we're seeking approval, what we're really seeking after is people think well of us because what's most important is us. Wow. You know,
1: me, you. So that's, yeah. You hit it on the head right there. Yeah. So I had to kind of deal with that um, internally. And I think that's kind of the transition I made through the The section there where I mention, rather, what I get to do instead is be so filled with joy and awe at the wonder of the cross that I get to create content about the gospel and seek to distribute it the best I know how. So the solution for me was I get to live in response to this love, Jesus' love for me. By working and creating and distributing, and, and trusting that God's gonna use it for His glory, like right. God's gonna get the increase anyway. Like it's for Him. I shouldn't be so worried about that. Do what I can, do the best I know how to, that I can to glorify Him. But it's a response to His grace of joy and love for Him. And if I'm if I'm orienting myself around that specific point. When I'm creating this gospel content, I think those issues of what are people thinking of me? Yeah, get it kind of wash away a little bit. And honestly, just like the struggle of comparison, it's huge. It's difficult because, like, when you're on the YouTube platform space, you you see all these other creators and what they're doing, and and so my desire is like, well, I want to be like them. I want to acquire growth and. And um, so I have to watch my motivations there as well a lot of why do I care so much to be growing you know so quickly or or whatever yeah uh, so. yeah
0: I can definitely see how that'd be a, a struggle even for me if I were doing the same thing which I'm not but <laughs> I really wanted to focus in because I love what you talked about yep um doing this even just this ministry that you're really passionate about um I'm become more and more convinced that. God is glorified and we are we can find joy when we do the things that God created, that God gifted us to do Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're doing what God created us to do so you're really passionate uh, about multimedia kind of things just in general and you're gifted in that and you're using that as a way to honor God because you love it you're doing what you love, you're doing what he created you to do Right. so it's like living in a way that's consistent with what's important to you I think that's something that not many people in general think about enough and even us as Christians we don't really think a lot about you know what is it that I love to do and how can I leverage that um, not just to bring me satisfaction in life but to uh, minister to others like for me like I love to play music mm, yeah. um, and a lot of times that's just been kind of a personal thing but then I'm realizing more and more You know why can I not leverage the gifts that God has given me to minister to others so getting more into like music ministry and things like that's super it's so it's great it's fun it's freeing because what I'm what I'm doing is not just doing something that I love but also uh, proclaiming the gospel in that so I think that's something that every every Christian can learn from and grow from is reflecting on what you've been gifted in, even if it doesn't seem like a big thing but just things, something that you like to do, and how do, how do I leverage that uh, for for God's purposes? You know.
1: Yeah, that's that's so good. I love your point there. And before we close, I'll just mention that, like, I think that is so true. You know, like God enjoys and glor- gets glory out of it's. It's not just like, oh, how many people were saved by my ministry, or like, oh, how many people experienced this transformation in their Christian walk. Like, of course, I think those things glorify God. And um, prayerfully, those things happen out in the world. But God gets glory just in the act of the thing itself. Like me creating, like you're saying, me using my gifts, me, me. uh, God takes glory in creativity. He made creativity. He is a creative God. We only create because we are imaged from a creator. Yep. Uh, it's the same thing with music. Um, it. It. I mean, like for me, it's like been chill when you're like, how many people are receiving this well, and like how many people are being transformed. That is my prayer, my hope. But like, just be satisfied with knowing that you, you exercised your gifts. Yeah. And and God is glorified in that alone. Same thing with music.
0: It's a good perspective to have. Yeah. So. Otherwise. We, we we would make it about ourselves, you know. If it was all about the results, like some kind of practical result that we created, then it's a lot easier for us to make it about ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, AJ, thank you for being with me for the second podcast episode of Honestly. Thanks for Hopefully, having me. maybe there are some more down the road where you're with me. Preferably consider. We'll, Preferably consider. Um, But we'll kind of leave that um, as it may. Um, But again, thank you for tuning in to the the second episode of this podcast. We are very excited and looking forward to more episodes to come. And and we'll be having future guests on um, to continue to have these honest conversations that we hope are helpful for many people and uh, bring glory to our God and Savior, obviously. Um, I'm trying to remember right now, AJ, your uh, your closing remark that you give to me oftentimes when I t- I remembered it. Uh, but I think I'll let you say it uh, if you know what I'm referring it's to. But the
0: the retransmission of this program. Thin slice of heaven, man. Oh, it's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs> it has been. You created small a piece <laughs> of glory. It's been a th- <laughs> small. <laughs> it's
1: been a thin slice of heaven, AJ. Um, it has. That's such a good good uh, closing remark. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.